Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. There it goes. Deep left, it is high. It is far. It is gone. Number 62 to set the new American League record. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Yeah, what's going on? BT and Sal back on the Fan 1203 on this Tuesday. Brandon Tierney, Sal Licata. Minus our guy Sal today. All right, so the top story is this. Crown time. Amazingly, stunningly, inconceivably, the Knicks, somehow, the Knicks are the gold standard on how to run a franchise in New York. They are the best-run franchise currently. And I don't really know that it's particularly close. Yeah, you make a little case for the Yankees. Yeah, you make a little case for the Rangers. That's it. I don't see any other case that could be remotely made. And listen, you've got to understand, and I know you appreciate this, but I think to understand the depth of, of, of how far they had sunk. And not like it's one thing to be irrelevant, but when you're irrelevant and you're dysfunctional, that is just next-level pain. And, you know, Isaiah Thomas wasn't that long ago. It's not like we're talking about Bernard King in the in the earliest 80s. I mean, this was in the earliest 2000s, you know? Stephon Marbury, Eddie Curry, after that Derek Fisher, Jeff Hornacek, Phil Jackson, who was bi-coastal. The guy comes here to run the Knicks. He didn't even live here the entire time. What a joke. Failed pick after failed pick. Gross, negligent mismanagement of money, salary, cap, hell, absolute train wreck. And now you flip on the Knicks, who are suddenly must-watch. And you know what you see? You see no bad contracts. You see stars. You see youth. You see draft assets. You see outstanding, prudent cap management. You see coaching stability. You see IQ. You see depth. You see player development, and you see passion. Like, you know, I know we always try to 
find a team and maybe bring it back to a, a previous team and it's easy. Well, because the Knicks aren't really that good that often, so we generally go back to the mid-90s. I'm not even going to do that because I think this team is certainly more talented just in terms of pure skill, but the NBA is very different, so I don't want to lean on that too much. I, I don't think it's really significant. But what this team does bring that that team brought is night-to-night integrity. These guys play their asses off every night. Pleasure, and it's awesome. And they're the best-run team we have. Thanks to Leon Rose, who still doesn't get the love that he should. I don't understand it. Why, because he's a bit of of a recluse? He is. But, hey, he could be the J.D. Salinger of, 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 you know, presidents. And you don't have to say a word. That's fine. Just keep doing what you're doing. All right, let's get back to you guys. Vinny in Northvale. Vinny, what's cooking, buddy? BT and Sal, how you doing? Hey, BT, how are you? I'm good, Vince. I couldn't agree with you more. I love this team. I mean, I'm 45, and, and uh, you know, I love the Spreewell, Mason, Oakley teams, and Ewing. But this team, I mean, every guy on the team, the roster plays hard. We go. To, my boys are teenagers. We go to the games. Uh, I did disagree with the caller, though. I, I do not want Bridges. He can't shoot at all. In the playoffs, when they double Randall, we need a shooter. I would like to get DeMar DeRozan. Yep. I don't think he's going to cost a lot. I think he'd be a good, a nice fit in our squad. Oh, God, I would love DeRozan. I would love Now, let me ask you this there, Vin. You say you go to the Garden. You're really enjoying this team. You're going with your kids, which is amazing. Um, did you ever check out? Like, a lot of Knicks fans checked out. Did, did you even watch them when they were horrendous? Like, you know, Neil Akita drafted and, like, those bad, bad teams? So I did not check out. I watched nice. all through the lean years, which is, I think, why I appreciate yeah. this team so much more. There you go. You know, yes. and I and I got to tell you, I look around the NBA, and I love Tibbs. I don't think there's a – besides Spolstra and maybe Pop, I don't know if there's anybody else I'd want coaching the team. You know, and by the way, thanks for the call there, Vin. Love it. Uh, listen, uh, first of all, Popovich annoys me. Uh, he's always got something to say about everything. Just shut up, dude, because without superstars, you win nothing. We're tired of hearing from Popovich. Get lost. But – even Spolstra, and we were talking about this before the show, you know, Spike pointed this out. And without LeBron, I think Spike said Spolstra has only had one above 500 NBA season. Is that what he said? Oh, fi- pardon me. That good, good, yes. 50 win season. There you go. Now, I, I get it. If you don't have good players, you're not going to win. Understood. But Tom Thibodeau has kind of remade who he is, you know? Because if he was still the the hard-ass and inflexible guy that I think he was earlier, they just wouldn't respond to him. He'd be out. He'd be out of the NBA. But there's, he, you know, he's proven to be adaptable, like Tom Coughlin did, and you got to respect that. And his team plays hard every night. They're unselfish. They genuinely seem to love the game. You know, and that's such um that's such a rare commodity in today's NBA. You know, growing up, like I really started watching basketball in the 80s, the mid-80s, NBA. And like, I don't I, I know like Denver scored a ton of points, and there it was, you know, the Lakers got up and down the court. They scored a buck 20 here and there, buck 30, but generally it was a more of a grinded out, you know, um, um more representative of 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 team basketball, <clears throat> I know it's a generalization here, but and it just seemed like they had more pride in their job, and that's dissipated largely. I mean, I watch the NBA every night. I will tell you this: 
I don't watch the way I used to. I watch the Knicks every night. Outside of the good team, there was a point, and maybe even I had some money on some of these games, so I'd watch more. Like, the Knicks aren't on, and I don't pop into the Nets for a minute or two. I don't, unless it's like a Celtics box or, you know, Lakers, Warriors, and I don't even really enjoy watching LeBron plays much. I don't know. But, like, the Knicks reward you. I guess what I'm trying to say is the Knicks reward, this version rewards the old school fan because they play with certain staples that, that we were used to. And that's great. I mean, you got to appreciate that. How about Jake and Abbeville? BT and Sound on the fan. What's going on, Jake? How are you, BT? I appreciate you taking my call. You got it. So, um, I'm a Long Island guy through and through. My dad went to Villanova, so I've been following these, uh, you know, Brunson. Dante, oh, Jake, do me if Jake, do me if Jake, do me a favor before you make your Brunson point. Ask your dad how that uh, St. John's sweep tastes. A little back-to-back wins by the Johnnies. Ask him how he likes oh, that. Man. Yeah. Yeah. How's that taste? <laughs> <laughs> Finally. Well, by the way, that's the first time. that Listen to this. Will you make your point. That is the first time St. John's has swept Villanova since 92. Yeah. I mean, 92. Crazy. crazy. Yeah, I believe it. Wow. But, um, yeah, so so real quick. Yes. Um, you know, so being a, a Long Islander, you know, the Knicks, like, haven't followed them super closely, but... You know, my dad going to Nova, followed them super closely. And, you know, Brunson back in 16 on that championship team, he was a freshman, five-star who came in. And, you know, Jay Wright never really was super keen on the five-star guy, but he was a major contributor. And, you know, he was back and down centers doing all his, you know, stuff in the lane, which all the Knicks fans love now. And same in 2018 on that championship team, which is, you know, crazy how he was a second-round pick in 2018. But, um... You know, just love seeing how these guys fight and compete, and that's that's Villanova basketball. So I'll let you get back to it. But, uh, you know, it's great to see it with the Knicks now. So. No, it's evident. And, you know, quite frankly, this version of Villanova doesn't necessarily have that. But that, that's not the point. No, what Jay Wright brought is, wow. I mean, these, these guys are, they are dialed in in the classroom, the highest level of integrity. They just, they just play the right way. You know, and I did some of Jalen's games with Mink doing St. John's. I didn't see this. Now, listen, sometimes your instincts completely send you in the wrong direction. I remember doing at the Garden, it may have been like some holiday tournament or preseason tournament, Kevin Durant's second game, second game? Yeah, second game of Texas ever at against St. John's at the Garden. And I remember, you know, and back then, it's a while ago, so... Yeah, they had some websites and magazines. You know who was highly rated, you know, the prospects, the top five guys, the blue chippers. And I knew that he came in with that reputation, obviously. But you didn't have the access that you have now. So I kind of went in a little blind in terms of the visual and just the scouting report. And I remember taking off my headsets after the game. Texas won. I think it was a tight game. DJ Augustine was on that team as well, former NBA player, point guard. And I remember saying to my old partner, Mike Crispino, Crispy, I was like, this guy... This guy's going to average 20-something a game in the NBA. Like, I just knew it, and I happened to be right on that one. Jalen Brunson, totally different player, clearly. I remember saying, I love this kid. Even as a freshman, I love this kid. I love what he represents. I don't know if he's going to make it in the league. Even as he got a little older, he just seemed physically limited. And that's why you appreciate him so much. I, I said at the start of the show, I can't possibly prove this. But if there was a measurement for the hardest worker in the NBA, I honestly think this guy would be number one. Because you don't get to where he's gotten with that footwork and that timing and that rhythm 
without without the incredible athleticism and the incredible length and be that unless you do everything more than everybody else. He is just, I mean, I, I mean it's just hard, it's hard to do a radio show and just get on the air and just say, oh, my God, this guy's so amazing. But I, I don't feel like people say it enough. I, I know they have been more and more recently, but, dude, Jalen Brunson, superstar. Shout it to the clowns who don't know. There's no contextualizing where he He's the 13th. No, he is a superstar. Period. Because he shows up and he makes sure all of his teammates are ready and he elevates his team and he wins and he's efficient and he puts the ball in the bucket. Superstar. Period. 877-337-6666. Uh, 1214 on the fan. BT and Sal inside of our Town Fair Tire Studio. Our friends at Town Fair remind you that you always get the guaranteed lowest price on name brand tires from Connecticut to Maine. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. Let's go to Staten Island. Staten Island's been a little quiet today. What's going on, Rodney? How are you? BT, what's up, my brother? Hey, man. Listen, man, I feel your passion. I love your Knicks talk. You're spot on that Jalen Brunson is a superstar. So I go back to the 90s Knicks like you do. I'm 50 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm the big 5-0. And, yes, Brunson is a star. It feels great that I'm, at, I'm looking forward to the Knicks game tonight. I was just at the game a couple weeks ago when they played the Raptors. Yep. Um, but I got to tell you, I think it's a little too soon to say he's the best Nick and better than Patrick Ewing. A little too soon. Well, not again. Whoa, 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 hold on, Rod. Let me just. Gotta pre- get, oh, wait, let me, yep. let me Go finish. Ahead. He's got to get to that big game. I mean, I was at that game as a 19-year-old back in the day. Nick's Bulls, Charles Smith wouldn't go for a dunk. So I got Nick's history in my DNA. But I don't think he's the best Nick just yet. Let's see if that next big game, that conference finals game against the Sixers or the Celtics. Yep. You know, then we can say, you know what? He's the best Nick since Patrick Ewing. Well, I have first of all, I have no doubt. First of all, I have no doubt that he'll deliver when he gets there. Now, uh, now to be fair, Rod, because I don't want to get attacked when I leave the studio for Patrick Ewing slander, who I love. That's not exactly. Right. That's not exactly what I said. And thanks for the call. What I said was, Jalen Brunson impacts winning more than Patrick Ewing did. There's not a discernible deficiency in Jalen Brunson's game outside of. Yeah, a little defense. I get it. Doesn't turn the ball over. Elite foul shooter. Elite three-point shooter. Can break you down. Five on the shot clock. Got to get a good shot. Boom. All the footwork. Bang, layup. I mean, he can do anything. Anything. So, Patrick was just a different monster. And the accumulation of, of Patrick's prowess, like, you know, over four quarters, added up to Hall of Famer. But in terms of impacting winning, securing the ball, hitting the clutch free throw, I was at the game when Hugh Hollins bailed out Hubert Davis against the Bulls in the playoffs. I was there who bailed out Patrick Ewing, who missed a free throw. Big one. So I stand by it. Brunson impacts winning more than any Nick since Clyde Frazier. Let me get Joe in Wilson Park. Joe, what's going on? Hey, what's up, Brandon? How hey, you doing? Hey, Joe. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm right with you. I think I think um, I think he's a winning player with skill. Um, we haven't had that in a long time. Um, 
Well, what I see when I see this team, they're, they're missing. Uh, they, they, they're a playoff team. They're you know, maybe a conference championship team. They, they need another guy that can score, uh, a taller guard or a small forward. They got a lot of, a lot of these six, four and other guys on the team. The last two minutes of a game, you know, you need guys that can create and score points. Brunson can do it. I don't trust Randall with it. I, I love Randall. I, I don't think it's fair uh, to, to call him number two, number one, whatever. Mm-hmm. I think he's great at what he is, but I think I think you need a player with with a winning history. Uh, like someone said, DeRozan. I, I, I think he'd be great if you yeah. accept the you know roll off bench or play to take twenty five thirty minutes, play a little less minutes. Someone who's won in the past that can create create his own shot. Uh, I think you put a guy like that on this team. And then I'm I'm 100 percent with you. It's uh, you know this is it. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, my my question is what 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 kind of a window do you think they have with with this team? You know they got the assets, they got the draft capital, they got Fournier. You know, uh, is it like let's go in and do this now? Let, let's let's you know wait till next year. Yeah, that's a good question, something? Joe. That's that's yeah, an. That's, I think you I think you go. Yeah, I think we gotta go. That is an outstanding question. I would say this. I got I, I got one one more question for you. All right. Well, hit, why don't you hit me with that? And go ahead. Go ahead. Well, actually, not. I don't have the question. It was something, something silly. But no, no, go for it. Dude, I'm, I'm all for being a dope and having fun. Go ahead, say it. I don't care. <laughs> go for it. Uh, go, going back a few calls with your um, your high occupancy high occupancy vehicle driving. I just got to ask a question. It's going to impact my, my my listening to your show or not. Oh, You're not boy. one of these guys that goes on the shoulder of the of the cars. You know, go around all the traffic, like leaving the Meadowlands or something like that to get yourself home a little faster, are you? No, I, 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 well, I can try. I can kind of tolerate that. <laughs> you know, the, the cars kind of going around the other cars. Yeah, kind of, that kind of gets. No, me. no, Joe. I, I learned my lesson. I'm going to I'm going to be totally honest with you, Joe. I learned my lesson with that. Now, what Joe's talking about is obviously going on the shoulder and just hoping that there's no police officers that pull you over. I did that, and I got pinched, and I haven't done it again. And it was the, and I only did it because I had to get back on the air. I was at a, I was at a charity gala, I don't know, 15 years, whatever, 15 years ago, when I was at the old station that you couldn't hear. And I was at a golf outing, and... I think I was doing, a, I think I was on from like 7 to midnight. That was my old slot, one of them. I guess this is right before Stephen A. And I'm late. And my boss like, oh, just go. Great guys. Like, oh, just go to the golf outing. You'll be back plenty of time. Don't worry about it. You'll make the show. And I'm like, oh, all right, all right, cool. If my boss is saying go, I'm going. Of course, there's an accident. I was, I was somewhere in Connecticut traffic. I'm like, I got to go on the shoulder. And I went on the shoulder, and I got about, I'd say a good, oh, Almost like two miles out of it. Yeah, it was definitely an aggressive, bold move. And I'm like, this is easy. And then all of a sudden, woo, woo, you know. And I got pinched, pulled over, ticketed, didn't do it again. No, I don't do that, Joe, to answer the question. No. Unless, of course, you're really late, didn't you? Yeah. Do what you got, though. All right, Dove? Dove, I can see Dove. Dove, how do you? <laughs> I can see. Do you hold the steering wheel with two, with two hands? You have to. No. You don't? No. I can see you doing that. You don't? I switch off, but usually one hand. Like the one-hand pimp, uh, you know, cruising up the uh, the avenue drive? Huh? We, we leaning back a little bit? Yeah? Slouched down a little? <laughs> All right. 877-337-6666. BT and Sal on the fan. Uh, Joe, by the way, I didn't forget about whether or not the Knicks. I will, I will answer the other part. You know, how aggressive should they be? That's actually a great question. Like the timeline, where they are based on the rest of the Eastern Conference, really what is the Nick window? And if you could determine what the Nick window is, 
Like, how aggressive should they be at the deadline? I definitely want to get to that because that very well might be the most important question of the day. Uh, BT and Sal. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. On the fan. The fan is better when you're a part of it. Call us at 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount+. Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount+. Plus. BT and Sal back on the fan. Brandon's here. He's Sal Licata here. 877-337-6666. That is our show. Sal is off today. Uh, hey, the Dice Man. Who wants to go see him? I know I do. Uh, call her now. Call her number 10 right now. 866-540-WFAN. 866-540-9326. That's your chance to win two tickets to see the Dice Man at Carnegie Hall. On February 15th, plus you qualify for the grand prize, a ticket upgrade to Dyson, $100 gift card for Valentine's Day. Nice. Hey, did it drop as much as your face dice? All from our friends at Live Nation. Uh, to purchase tickets, uh, tickets, visit LiveNation.com and listen again tomorrow. Same time, another chance to win. So we are planning on going to the show. I can't wait. Love them. So uh, I was asked a very interesting question before, and I've got the answer for you. And I, and I really let it marinate for a bit. And, you know, caller said, well, but really, in essence, what is their timeline? Meaning, how aggressive should they attack the deadline? And, you know, what's, what's the window? Like, how open is the window? And that's one of the reasons why I'm going to bring the Yankees into it for a minute before I actually give you my answer with the next window, is that you talk about not wasting the prime of Garrett Cole, Aaron Judge, now, that doesn't mean that they couldn't win a championship on the back end of Judge's career. You have a totally different team. Dominguez, four years in, superstar. I mean, anything can happen. But conventionally thinking and speaking, the Yankees need to bring home a championship in the next, you know, certainly absolute three years, Max. And I would say probably even more so, two. All right? So that's like, that's the Yankees. The Mets, it extends much wider because they're just resetting. Let's see what they do with Pete. Um... 
They obviously have a long-term plan, which I think is very smart. That's independent of the Alonzo conversation. But everything else, I, I get it. Even though it's going to be, I think, a little frustrating, especially if you don't get the DH. The Knicks win, though, to me, and how they should attack the, the deadline, I would say if there's a championship move to be made, make it. But don't accelerate that that timeline with a desperate move fooling yourself. Like, you know, I don't love the Murray move. I don't. I know that it feels good. It sounds good. Uh, DeJounte Murray, yeah. And he's a hell of a player. I don't love the match. So that, to me, it it, it kind of feels like it. Now, if you, don't, if you get him for not much, that's different. That obviously changes things. But I don't love the match in the backcourt. I don't. <clears throat> so that, on the surface, feels like a championship move. Oh, my God, look at this guy. You know, two-way player, this, that, the other thing. And it's it's appealing, but I don't think it's ideal for the Knicks. So I don't think it's a championship move. I do think that getting DeMar DeRozan could be a championship move. Really could be. Because you would plug him in, mid-range game, and then DiVincenzo is more of a bench guy, and just everybody gets bumped back one spot in in terms of the allocation of roles, if you will. And I think it's a it's a perfect natural fit. But I would have to say you've got to, you know, the Knicks need to operate with with inner transparency and just blunt honesty. You know, really, where are we? And the great thing about this, unlike so many other Nick teams and Nick presidents that made desperate moves, because the Nick fan now believes and understands they're in good hands and are supportive of very of the direction of the team. I don't think that ownership is going to feel pressure to make a move just to placate fans, which is what got the Knicks in trouble to begin with. Going back to the Ewing trade. Uh, how do we justify these ridiculous ticket prices if we don't have a star? So instead of let Pat, and you, know, they, and you know this if you're a real Knicks fan, they should have let Patrick's deal expire and then just start over. Start over, you know? Instead, they made a ridiculous trade that didn't impact winning, uh, the numbers became all disoriented in terms of the, the finances, and then it got worse and worse and worse. The Marberries, the Currys, the other guys. I love Quentin Richardson, but that wasn't a good deal. Other stuff that they did, not good. So they don't feel that pressure. And, you know, I I I liken it to, you know, just pressure-free. I think anything in life, when you don't have pressure, now pressure could be good because it can, it can lock you in. And it can force you to work harder. I don't mean that pressure. I mean pressure when you you feel as if you if you don't do something, you know, you get tight and you're not your natural self. You know, you're playing high school ball, you're playing college ball, you're 0 for 20, seven strikeouts, you're tight. So what do you do? You probably let a fastball that that's letter high go through, go by, and you probably wave at a curveball in the dirt, and you're dead. Pressure. You're thinking backwards, even. This is, I remember even, you know, me and, and Sal spoke to this. When you first start in this business, if you feel like your boss is listening to, as, you, as a young broadcaster, listening to every word that you're saying, and like in real time critiquing everything that you're doing on the, now there's always an element of critique, of course, and ratings and production and measurement, but if you don't feel the, the inner freedom to get on the air and just let it go, let it riff, 
you're going to be very mechanical, and it's going to sound mechanical. And the Knicks are finally free in their minds of doing something desperate to appease you. Because you know that they're really, really set. Like, they're in a good spot. Let me get Tony up in the Bronx. BT and Sal, what's going on, Tony? Sally boy. I mean, not Sally boy. Sally boy's out having a good time. BT, what's doing, my friend? Tony, how are you? Two points. Uh, we're going to do a little Mets today, even though I'm a Yankee fan, and we're going to do a little Knicks. Now, with the Mets, I understand your point, business to all nine, but this is their guy, BT. They got to sign this kid. That's the only guy they got that they feel that, you know, they got a little something going on. They got to sign the kid. He's them, you know. And to switch it over no, to no, the hold Knicks. On, so, hold on, so I get that. Yeah. And that's the part that I'm never going to push back on. That's sentimentality. That's emotion. I can't tell you how to think. But that's also the easy, lazy way out. Can you try to quantify like from a baseball point of view, how Pete Alonso's presence has truly impacted winning. Listen, I understand your point, but when it comes down to baseball, like it's like someone telling you we're going to take Madeline away from you. That's their Madeline, even though he has nowhere near Madeline's numbers. Mm-hmm. That's their Madeline. You know what I mean? He's I a got you. Guy. Okay. He's the face of the organization. All right. Let's move on to the Knicks. Let me tell you one thing. We we started getting a little something with Randall. But when we got this kid, Brunson, he put us on the map, and he saved the organization. That kid is something else. We hit the lotto with him. It's 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 just, it's it's almost like we finally got rewarded. About time. Thank yeah. God. I mean, when we got Ewan in 85, that was all right. We got Ewan. We're here. But when we got this kid after suffering... I mean, we're in the Mecca, the Madison Square Garden. Are you kidding me? We've been for so long. This kid saved us. BT, I love you. Talk to you later. You got it, Tony. Appreciate it, buddy. No, for so many years, and it would just drive me nuts. The Garden was still amazing. The problem was it was amazing for the other team superstar who would come and put on a show in front of Jay-Z and all the actors and, you know, Howard Stern when he left his house. You know? Like, now it's, no, no, now it's our crib again, and we're putting on the show. And we're going to destroy you. It's just, it's amazing. It is fun. Ryan, and it's not, like, it's not temporary. It's, it's, it's lasting. Ryan and Hawthorne, what's up, Ryan? Hey, BT, thanks for taking my call. Okay. Yeah, before I uh, get to my next question, uh, you'd be happy to know I put a few shekels on the Johnnies to make the Final Four at uh, FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Wow. So, uh, well, I didn't, what, yeah. what were the odds? I mean, what, what can I guess? But, I mean, wait, St. John's right now. Right. I, listen, I know it's still early. And those of you who are locked in, you're not there. St. John's right now, tournament starts tomorrow. St. John's 1,000% in. They're a tournament team. The metrics support that. They're in. UConn at the Garden Saturday, number one in the country. Can't wait to do the game with Mink. But the odds for the Final Four, what, plus 900? What'd you get them at? Plus 2,000. Plus 2,000? Wow. All right. Hey, with Rick Pitino, it's it's not not a terrible bet. Absolutely. Nice. Um. So I want to paint a hypothetical for you. Okay. Uh, Knicks Celtics Game Seven Eastern Conference Finals. Yep. Knicks bl- Knicks blow a 15 point fourth quarter lead, uh. capped off by a Kristaps Porzingis three pointer at the buzzer. Huh. Are you getting? Are you coming on the air next day, <laughs> crying about the pain, saying I wish it was just a 20 win season, pining for the days of Ronaldo Balkman? <laughs> no. No, no, I know you now. Listen, that, uh, well done, Ryan. I know why you're throwing that back at me from yesterday. What I said there about the gym. Okay, it's not the same. It, it, it's it's okay. it's not the same. Yeah, pretty similar franchise. Yeah, Lions well, the, the Knicks, Knicks. Yes, the 20 years Knicks have done nothing for the most part. Jets, we know, torture us. No, um, 
I think because football just is inherently more painful when you lose. There's 16 games. Now there's 17. There's 82 in the NBA. You know, I never checked out of the Knicks. I was watching even when they had, like, I don't know, Alfred Payton playing point guard. I just never checked out. Like, I was one of the few idiots who didn't. Um, But it didn't. After a while, I was just numb to it. It didn't hurt. The Jets, it always hurts with the football's different. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, I just, I just thought that would be a similar, you know, the similar franchise path to Jets, the Knicks, the Lions. You know, that. I just, yeah. I, just I was curious, but um, no, I, I, I hear you. No, I, listen, Ryan, and you you spiced it up to the point with, especially if it's Chris Stapps banging in that three at the horn. Oh, oh no, that, 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 is, that is not allowed to happen. That cannot happen. If the devil is three chapters into that script, please stop. Stop. We stop. Don't even just put the laptop down. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And go torture somebody else. That that's that's not allowed to happen. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Santana into the windup. The payoff pitch on the way. Swung out and missed. Strike three. He's done it. Johan Santana has pitched a no-hitter. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan 1019 FM and always live on the Free Odyssey app. Back on the fans, 1243. We got Brian Boldinger coming up next segment. Jump back into the NFL. Bought a couple of local slants for you. Jets and the Giants, obviously. Super Bowl starting to slowly work up to that. I just saw a... I mean, I guess it's not crazy when you really think about it. But when you see it in a tweet, it is fairly crazy. Huff, the Knicks won last night their 30th game of the season in January, Right? It's the first time in 27 years that they've gotten to 30 in January. Oh, my God. Wow. So this is just a fun time. You know, and and maybe that's one of the reasons why I've been hard on the Mets here. And listen, I understand the Mets' plan. I want to mesh a few thoughts here. I do. And me and Sal do this all the time. The DH thing is different. Like, you can still build out for the future, spend a few extra bucks, get a professional hitter in here to protect Pete Alonso. And, you know, give you a chance to score some runs and be watchable. And 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 I still think they will, whether it's Solaire. It looks like they're not connected to Martinez. It's too late on Turner. He's time. So maybe they won't. I don't know. But I just want, I would like an all-encompassing, fun New York sports scene. Let me, let me plot through this here. All right. 
Hoff, I want you to tell me what I ask you, what you think is is unrealistic. I'm going to go through a little checklist here. Because if you think about this, guys, like, it has been futile. It's just been, it's been horrendous. Like, again, all-encompassing. A little snippet here, a little snippet there. But generally speaking, the New York sports scene has been just devoid of any theater for too long. So, I, and I know there's, I know there's others. Um, so if I ignore it, it's it's not a diss. I just got to, you know, timing purposes here. Okay. St. John's is going dancing. Number one. That's going to happen. They will reach the tournament this year with Patino. Check. Now you get into the baseball season. The Yankees will be, I think they'll be the best team in the American League. You want to challenge that? Fine. That's great. Um, but still, let's settle on a, a softer spot. 90-plus wins at a playoff team. Hoff, would you agree with that assertion? Yankees, 90 win it, 90-ish wins, playoff team. Yes or no? Yeah, 90 wins sounds about right. Boom. So the Yankees will be fine. Judge and Soto, you know, daily dose of pop every night. We're lucky. Um, the Mets. That's where it gets a little depressing. But uh, I, I right now, I think the Mets are a 75-win team. There's nothing that can be said unless they make some moves here. I just don't see him as a playoff team. Hoff, would you like to push back on that? Yeah, no, you're ridiculous. They're about 85-win team right now, and that's fine. That's all they need to be to make the playoffs right now. I, yeah. I got a question for you because I do want to do the others. How am I ridiculous? Well, because you keep on dismissing the... Oh, he stood up. I wish you guys could see this. He was well, sitting down. If you watch it on Twitch, you can. Yeah. Uh, he just stood up. Uh-oh. Well, because you're, dis- you're dismissing the fact that last year was a down year for a lot of players. Alonzo was hurt for a, a nice chunk of time. Even though he played, he played through injury. Yep. And he still put up fantastic numbers. Alvarez is a year older. Beatty Vientos now getting some more playing time. Diaz is back. Marte, you hope, is going to be a bit more healthier. We'll mm-hmm. find out. Um, and again, like the rotation is going to be important because you have people that can actually pitch. Unlike last year, with all half three 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 uh, fifths of your rotation yeah. was injured. Yeah, I, I don't like the Mets rotation, but I'm at oh, all. I'm not, I'm not saying that I love the rotation, yeah, yeah, yeah. but they're going to give you innings. Unlike we had to go through Peterson and McGill, and then we had to go through Lucchese's and and all these other guys. I remember and you had to dive in the people that you didn't want to pitch. Yep, I'm going to beat you in the middle. I still think it's more 75. You think it's 85? I'm going to put down the Mets for 80, and if they're 80, then they'll be at least in the you know on the within shouting distance of the final wild card. I, I don't truly believe that necessarily. But it's not implausible. I'll give the Mets right now a puncher's chance to be somewhat interesting oh, as, the way, as the summer ends. I just to, to rewind a little bit. You said the Yankees are about 90-win team, right? I actually think they're 95 myself. Okay. I, I was just making like general consensus. Okay, because if, if 95 is not the best team in the league. Well, I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just making a point. <laughs> All right. So St. John's is going dancing. Yankees are going to rock it. Mets have more of a chance maybe than I'm giving them. All right. Uh, Rangers better get their act together. Can you keep this tight? Because I, I can't get into a deep dive on hockey. Rangers, Isles, Devils. I mean, Rangers are scuffling. I, I, Shesterkin's been awful. They're going to get. I know they're banged up. Rangers they're get the straight. They'll get in the playoffs. I know they'll get in the playoffs. Are they going to do anything? I. That depends on Shesterkin. He can listen. It's happy that they played really well in the beginning. Yeah. I'm actually actually happy they're doing bad now because playoff time is when you need to get hot. If he could be. hot. Him, his normal self, yeah. come playoff time, that's all we need. Are they going to make a big trade? I don't know if it'll be a big all trade. Right. They're not going to be impressed. So you think they get in? Isles get in, right? Isles will get in to squeeze in? Mm. No? Devils. Yeah, Devils, no, I know. Devils and Rangers. There. Okay. All right, so, and then we get to the Jets and the Giants. Both teams going to have massive, massive, I mean, facelifts this summer, I you hope. <laughs> and one of these years we'll get an offensive line on uh, you know, either side. 
So I think the Jets will be much better. They'll get a second receiver. They'll address the O-line. Giants will address O-line. Daniel Jones will be back. He's not great, but he's good. The point being, and I didn't even say Seton Hall, they're going to go dancing like, it's on the up. Can't you see it? It's the And then, of course, the Knicks, who are the best-run franchise in the city. Can't help you, Net fans. But I don't know. Pretty much all-encompassing. That is a fairly healthy diagnosis. The future of New York sports. Hasn't been like this for a while. All right, let's get back to you guys here. How about um, Charlie on Staten Island, BT and Sal? Sal is off today, though. What's happening, Charlie? Uh, nothing much. I, I got to talk to you about Alonzo. Now, first of all, you just said it. He has no protection in the lineup. All right? And you want to trade him. So put your GM hat on right now. He's in his walk here. Mm hmm. What teams are going to want to trade for him? I, I The Brewers wanted him last year, so I would think there would be few. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm just saying, you, it's obviously it's going to happen during the season. So you're looking at a contender that would trade for him? Well, I would probably, but I would actually do it now. I've said well, that. I would do it now. Well, that's not going to happen, I don't think. I think you're probably – no, the Charlie, Charlie, one sec, Charlie, Charlie, Charlie one, one sec, but I, I promise I'll let you speak. Okay. I think you're right. probably right. It won't It won't happen before the season. That doesn't mean that it shouldn't. Okay, so he's in his walk here. Yeah, yeah. What are you going to get for him? I mean, you, you could probably get three top ten picks. Like three, top prospects. No, 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 no. Okay. Top prospects. So now we're backpedaling because now we're, we're rebuilding as opposed to get him some protection. He can be your DH next year, the year after. Yep. Find him for five years, whatever. And then we have our catcher, who eventually probably is going to become a DH. Okay. Okay? Yeah. So, like, I don't understand. This is a guy, you know, he's, you know, Cohen said he wanted to be like the like the uh, Dodgers. Mm -hmm. I'd say be like the Braves. The Braves lock up all their young talent. Let me tell you something, Charlie. And... and I mean this. Like, if Pete Alonso profiled a little differently, appreciate the call there, buddy, and Pete obviously has his great strengths. If Pete Alonso was like Acuna or Austin Riley, they would have locked him up. The reason they're not locking him up, that doesn't mean that they won't eventually if the price is right. I think everything's in play. You know where I stand. And I think that they want him, but I don't think that they think that they necessarily need him. I think they're open to anything. I do. But the fact that they're not even talking in, in any sort of meaningful way, what does it tell you? I understand being, um, you know, in, intoxicated by the and, and the romantic nature of the, the greatest men of all time. I get that. Name a team that is built around a player like Pete Alonso, a championship team. There are none. Now, it doesn't mean that the Mets couldn't be the first. I'm not saying that they're, they're doomed. I'm not saying that at all. But I guess my greatest concern with Pete is, hey, if you pointed to an array of young, explosive, major league-ready arms, like when the mid-'80 Mets came up and they got Keith and Darryl came up, and they traded for Gary Carter, and they did everything that they did, right? And they elevated their young position players, Dykstra, et cetera, Kevin Mitchell, 
brought in Ray Knight, that that veteran presence, great, you know, great, um, great addition to the roster. Just a perfectly constructed roster, really was. But they had young pitching. The Mets don't. I'm not saying that you can't buy a star. I know that eventually Cohen's opening up that vault and he is going to go bonkers. I know that. He's going to grant the Soto. I know that as well. But if if they had a, a young Doc and a young Darling and an El Cid or even a young Cone a couple of years after, I could see a timeline that's championship worthy. They don't have any pitching at all. So they're not going to win. So I would be inclined to reset. It would be painful, but it would be temporary. Trade Pete, get massive assets, build out, and then you're ready. But that's just me. I know not everybody agrees. I get it. Rich is in Pennsylvania on the fan with BT and Sal. What's going on, Rich? Hey, BT. I'm not one to agree with you on Pete. Uh, and I'll tell you what. You can look at Mike Trout. What has he won with the Angels? Mm-hmm. I want to say Pete hasn't done, won anything with the Mets. Or look at Miguel uh, Cabrera. He hasn't won anything with the Tigers. And Otani when he was with the Angels. Let's trade them, too. Because but he was in the World Series with the Tigers. But anyway, I, I yeah. got you. Yeah, I got you. He got, yeah. So, and you you want to get prospects. That's a big roll of the dice for a guy that's a proven 40, 50 uh, home run guy with over 100 RBIs every every year. And, you know, the Mets have a history of lousy trades, getting nobody for somebody. And I don't think the fans or the front office is going to want to do that. I mean, it is, you know... You yeah. know what he's in for. He's in for 40 to 50. Rich, can I ask you a question? Now, I, the fans, that's one thing. And and I think that you're right. I, if you ask me an exact science poll, I would say right now it's probably 80-20. Met fans, 80% of the Met fans hate what I'm saying and completely disagree. And if it's not 80, it's 75-25. It's, 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 it's mostly against me. But Mets ownership and, and the Mets organization, you say that they wouldn't be up for it. Then why were they talking to the Brewers? I don't know. I guess you got to talk to everybody about it because well, because you you he's can walk, yeah yeah well because he's in a walk here yeah well you can this was last year you can do your due diligence yeah. which which I'm a big believer in but if the reports are right and I believe that they are it was basically it was deep enough where they had exchanged specific prospects names so at the very least the Mets were amenable to trading Pete which is consistent with what I've said so you can you can hate that I say it and again I. I I, I, do, I do respect that, that pushback. That's what makes you great fans. Met fans are amazing. I love Met fans. But I think you're really missing a big picture here. You're so locked into, we always get rid of our great young players, and he's on path to be the greatest Met of all time. I, I, yeah, I know that. But no disrespect. What is the greatest Met of all time? What does it really mean? Every great player you've had has come from a different team or you let leave early and fizzled out anyway. Keith Hernandez, Cardinal. Gary Carter, Expo. I mean, now David Wright's spinal stenosis, he would have been that guy, not his fault. I loved Wright. Reyes, you know, different issues, hamstrings, whatever. I mean, Tom Seaver, one of the, uh, maybe the outside of Ruth with the Yankees and the Red Sox, the dumbest trade in the history of baseball. That's, that's a different energy. I put that in a separate spot. Seaver was... Seaver should have always been untouchable. That was that was that was that was criminal. Daryl fizzled out. 
You know, he had issues. Yeah, he had some big moments for the Yankees, but when he left, the, the, the Mets immediately did nothing. Doc fizzled out. So it's not like, and this is not to bring the Yankees into it, but I'm just going to reach for it now, and I probably shouldn't even. Like, if you're calling me up and you're saying, Pete Alonso is going to be the greatest Met of all time. He's on track. And some of the previous Mets were Ruth and Garrick and Mantle and DiMaggio and Jeter and Berra. And, you know, that's, a, that's different. Who are the five greatest Mets of all time? It's a very flawed list. Either weren't here long enough, got here late in their career from somewhere else, left early and fizzled out. I just think that that's a baseless I don't know. I, I I just wouldn't gravitate to that as the reason not to trade him. If it's driven fully through baseball, that's different. It's a little more logical, a little more applicable. But the greatest men of all time, while I respect the fandom, it would not prevent me from, from trading him. It just wouldn't. 877-337-6666. BT and Sal on the fan coming up. I will get the update from the rising NBA play-by-play star, Mr. Bogish. We'll come back at your calls. Brian Baldinger as well. A lot of football issues. We'll try to find a way to get some Jet and Giants issues at Brian. And, of course, the early sense of the Super Bowl here on the fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever. Or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.